everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. This week, we have injected some youth into the studio. So we have the guys here from the Motherless Children. Motherless Children consists of Antonio Soto. He is a guitar player and one of the vocalists in the band. They have a dual vocal band, Absolutely. like so many do, we find. Mm -hmm. And next to him, I have Sam Major bass and he is the other vocalist of the band and on drums we have zach bailey say hi zach what's up what's happening <laughs> thanks for coming down guys first time you guys have done a a, a podcast oh yeah <laughs> you're welcome man anytime you ever want to meet with a new band it's really refreshing to have like to be hanging out with people that you work with probably every single day and then just to not do that thing. Yeah. And, and that's what I love about these guys, because like, it's not just that we go out and we play music, but like, I genuinely care for them. So you guys hang out? Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely, yeah. You guys are all buds? Oh, yeah, man. For better or for worse. Did you guys know each other before you, you, you started doing this, or did you guys kind of... I, I go way up. back with yeah. Sam, and then, but we were on bad terms for a little bit. and then uh, <laughs> Bad terms right now. <laughs> so let's talk about that right off the bat. So, so what? So so what happened? Uh, how do you guys have a riff right off the bat before you even? Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, please. Zach put my shoe okay. in the Signal Flow toilet yesterday, so I'm not exactly happy about that. You know. You put his shoe in the toilet. I was. That's a tough toilet. I was listening to the uh, the new mixes, and a shoe gets vigorously thrown at me. I feel like the only reason you throw like a shoe at someone like that was like to start something. So I ended it by putting it in the toilet. See, but so you grab so the toilet. You're talking about the toilet right here uh, out in the hall, the right there. The First of all, let's uh, let's make this clear. It's not Signal Flow's bathroom. It's, it's all not. of our. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's all of our bathroom. So, yeah, one thing we can't have is shoes in the toilet. You know, it's bad enough to some of the stuff we find in that toilet already. <laughs> um. So so why did someone throw a shoe at you? Well, let's hear it. It, it's a love-hate relationship. You know, sometimes we were, like, on the same wavelength. Sometimes we're not. And it's just weird. You know? I, I always looked at it like those, like, it's it's uh, almost like having brothers that work together. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a marriage. Like, oh, yeah. believe me. I've been in bands. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like, it's uh, I, I'm, like, the youngest brother. So, I was, like, the punching bag of the, the family. Okay. You know, I have a little sister. And your real family. You're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was always, I always found, like, a little punching bag. Especially for my older one, but uh, yeah, with them two in the band, like they'll be like, "Hey, okay, like, like a little bit," but after like five, ten minutes, like it's like it's like eating Thanksgiving, like a Thanksgiving dinner, or you know somebody says something and then it all just kind of unravels in front of you. You know, I I I was gonna ask you guys. What, where you came up with the name Motherless Children, but I think we're figuring it out already. I think I, I, I don't really think I even need to ask. Uh, I think you guys are like, that's the fucking perfect name. Yeah. Amazing. Do you, do, you want, oh, wow. do, you want, do you want the short answer or the long answer? Well, long is better the, the, on this show. Yeah, this is answer? long form. We can do that all day long. We'll talk. So basically, uh, me and Zach, right? Mm -hmm. me, me and Zach, we, we buy a lot of records, right? So we used to... Albums like uh, vinyls? Yeah, yeah. So we, we used to, like, uh, before he was in the band, we would, like, show up, and we would, like, start practicing, and then we would just, like, look at each other for, like, 15 minutes. We'd be like, want to go to the record store? Like, yeah, sure. So then, like, our whole day would be spent there. But as we were driving there, he would play this song. Uh, opening track off 461 Ocean Boulevard. Motherless children. Yeah, oh. you, you know. You know. So 
like when we were talking about band names, I'm like, maybe we should be the mother of this children because I have a lot of fond memories of, uh, of that. And then uh, a lot of things happened during the uh, summer of 2020 over quarantine. So basically, after like thinking about this name, we were like, maybe we should do it, maybe we shouldn't. Well, my mom's like really big into, uh, I think it's astrology. Yeah, astrology. All right. That's so, that's like the tarot cards and all that kind tarot, of thing. Yeah, and so basically she discovered that, and then uh, she was like, the stars weren't aligned or something, and sold all of our furniture and ran off to Virginia, and then was trying to divorce my dad. Dude, like, I'm telling you. you <laughs> wait, wanna, wait, wait, wait. Why do you want to run through this story uh, so it, fast? It, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, but it's, 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 it's a little <laughs> awkward talking about it, but... <laughs> So oh. like it, it 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 So this actually happened. This I'm I'm like this is not a joke at all. So like I would like wake up and then like you know there's just a yard sale of all your stuff in the front yard and she took all the money and then took my sister and then left. And like my sister's my best friend. And I was like, damn, that's pretty messed up. Especially like after I don't know like I I don't know what your personal life is, but like the month after that lady left, well my mom. I'm not saying like that lady. I don't have beef with her or anything, but. The month after she left, like, I literally would, like, wake up, and my dad or my older brother would be looking for something. Something stupid, like like a mixing bowl. And we'd be searching for, like, two hours. And we'd just all come to the conclusion, all meet in the kitchen, just stare at each other, be like, bitch sold it. Did <laughs> <laughs> that become, like, a tagline yeah, I would just, throw out? Bitch ev- sold it. Every, every single morning, you just wake up, like, looking for something. Where is it at? I don't know. We all start looking for it, and... Just came to the same conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I'm not. I'm not mad at my mom about it because you know, uh, she's with my dad now. They figured everything out. They moved down to Florida. My, basically, I'm the only one still up here. And at the end of the day, I want her to hit, be happy. And if that's what she wants, if that's what she needed to do, be happy. Then you know, more yeah. power to her. I'm, I'm not mad about it. No, 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 no. Good, good, good. That's good. That's a good ending. Yeah. It's a happy ending to an insane story. Yeah, but needless to say, like. But so, but so you're the only motherless child for, and it was just for a real tiny, tiny <laughs> yeah, period of it, time. It's there. it's yeah. most of the record thing, but like when, once that all happened, I'm like, man, maybe, you know, like just so I could talk about the story, maybe the band name should stick to that. So so going through that now, you guys do both covers, but you mostly are an original band, right? Yeah. Yes. So you guys are writing tunes. What's your writing process now? Who's who? Does what? Does one guy write? The majority of the stuff, do you guys totally collaborate? We, 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 we it, you know, uh, it's happened probably every way possible. He'll come in with a song idea mm. and not really know where he wants to take it, so he'll bring it to us. And then me and him will work on it. Other times he'll have a whole song written out and we'll be like, all right, let's power through it. Mm. Me, I'm the same way, but I'm, I'm like a freak where, like, when I write a song, I already know how it's going to go in my head. And then when I bring it to these guys, like we jam, like you improv everything. So, so does um, it come out different? Than, it comes out way always, different. Always, always. Yeah, and, so and you're happy with it though. Always was like not all the, not all the time. So like right now, uh, we were just recording "Flower in the Wind," and like it's still not the exact way I've heard it in my head. And like the way I hear it in my head, it's the most probably. It's a great song in your head. It's like a hit in your head. It's a it's it's a hit in my head. It's a hit it, in your it, head. It's, it's but do you know do you know that did you ever have a situation where the, it does come out the way it is in your head and it's not it's not as great as you thought it was going to be once it's flushed into a real thing? I mean I I've no. seen this happen actually where you know like where where you you in your head you have it and it's it sounds unbelievable in your head but when you actually flush it out with the members of your band and the people who are capable of making what they're capable of it's not going to be that right because mm. you'll never mimic everybody's voice and everybody's sounds the way it actually comes out. So 
there's times where it just won't. But don't you ever find that it's better sometimes? Like I, somebody actually, brings another yeah. idea that's, to the table now, and you're like, shit, man, I never thought of that. that that's exactly how mm. uh, a majority of the time it is. You, uh, I can't say like a majority of the time. But, but it happens. Especially with like the part song where like he'll come in like, I have an idea. And then we – Zach's a monster. <laughs> so like he, he pretty much controls pretty much the entire feel of the song for the most part. And what he, whatever he does – to the songs, the ideas, and everything, it'll make or break it absolutely. But most of the time, when when we all stick together and we just bash it out, it turns into something absolutely insane sounding. So, so the you're, 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 the drums are the fo- are the foundation. Uh, yeah, I mean, they are in most songs. He, they are in most songs. He, but I mean, like in this band, you guys really rely on him to keep the time. Everything's got. He, he's just at really. Yeah, you guys yeah. really rely on him. He. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking shit on you, Zach, but. I feel like he gets bored pretty easily. So like if he's sitting there and he's bored, he's going to do something to make sure that he breaks the bo- he yeah. yeah he breaks the bread. Cool, he, that's cool though. That's good. So you're pretty good, huh, dude? Um, pretty good. I mean, how long have you been playing drums? How old are you? I am 19. 19. So, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, he can't be 20. He's like, you look like you're a kid. <laughs> so, so this is great time to be playing drums. Though you got all that energy still, man. You're like, oh yeah, I like to have. Uh, my own stuff. I don't want to think about, you know, like anything really. Just want to like be something different. Well, who, who's some of the people that you're influenced by? I mean, like, what what are you what are you listening to, and drummer wise too? I like it all. I like uh, yeah, the regular have... stuff. I like Bonham and I like Moon and I like the jazz drummers Krupa and Rich and I like a lot. I like a bunch of stuff. Oh, so you go you dive into the whole drum thing and that's you, you... my music right there. Oh. So it's like what made them good and Mitch Mitchell too is like what made them good was that they were. They were different. They weren't trying to copy anyone else. So I'm like, might as well have my own style. Nice. Not think about anything while I play. Just play it. What uh, about anybody that's out like now more so? Do you, do you like anybody of the drummers that are out playing today? To me, they're just like too. Yeah, like a Danny Carey. I mean, like like Tool. I mean, I, I, I don't listen to a lot of Tool. I mean, I respect them, but it's not my thing. Yeah, I got you. But uh, I I yeah. I'm sorry to cut you. Go ahead, Antonio. I'm I I remember what is it? So. One day we were at the record store, and I, the majority of the music that I'm listening to now, I found out through Zach, because the dude's a monster when it comes to records. Like, we'd be flipping together, and every other record, he knows it. He's like, oh, have you heard this in sixth grade? Oh, my God. Have you ever heard this back? No. But one of them was Live at Leeds, right? Yeah, who? And he's like, you need to check this out. And I was like, should I? He's like, you need to check it out. So I put it out, you know, opens up a Young Man Blues, and it blew my mind away. So, like... For the longest time, that's the only Who album I knew, right? And I was like, can't, cannot get any better than this, you know? Like this is. This yeah, you is got insane. the you got the greatest one, right? <laughs> you thought. I thought, but I'm I'm it's still up there. I'd say it's probably second. Live at Leeds is insane, especially uh, on Spotify. They have like the entire show. It's not just the four or five songs that are on the record. But I finally got to see a video of Keith Moon, right? And so I'm watching Keith Moon play. It was just like a solo of his, and I was like. Dude, that looks just like Zach's. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like... like Why, you have a wild animal style of playing drums? Like Keith Moon did? Uh, Keith Moon kind of had that animal style from like the Muppets style, yeah. like the animal <laughs> thing going yeah. on. Well, they, based, they like, based animal off uh, Yeah, off, off Keith, Keith Moon. Moon. I know. That's why, well, that's what I'm saying, though. But yeah. if someone's going to compare you to him, you must have a wild... Uh, uh, uh. That's probably the biggest compliment I can get, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, cool. My, that's my, cool. My favorite thing was... Uh, the Who have a song called Heaven and Hell, and we cover it. We I, I love that song. We cover it to high hell. And when I when I brought it to Zach, I was like, dude, we should totally cover Heaven and Hell. 
he was like ecstatic. He's like, dude, I used to jump on my bed when I was like six years old and pretend that I was Keith Moon drumming to that song. And now oh. I'm finally going to be drumming to that song. I was like, okay, it's a little weird, but all right. But then you know what? The second we started playing it, dude, I knew right away. Like, that's, that's game. Yeah, that, that's it. So you guys are so you guys are delving into some of the old classic stuff also. And and, and are you are you staying in that kind of in that vein? Are you, are you guys kind of in that old rock vein where it's Got kind of an old feel to it, or or, or is that just a, a lot a, of stuff? Sam writes his, he has like his own view of what kind of music he likes and his influences. It's, it's a, yeah, Sam, Antonio, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it's like fine. it's it's <laughs> it's the old meeting the new. Everything that I love about the old and like the more people I uh, show old music to, the more they're like, wow, this is like really different. This is and I'm like trying to explain to them like it, it was a different time. I feel like nowadays the main reason why at least I do I view like uh. Rock in the mainstream, a lot of people see it as kind of uncool. Up until a couple of years ago, you know, with uh, guitar kind of making a comeback, a lot of people were picking up guitar, worshiping John Mayer. You had uh, Machine Gun Kelly get his own signature. So, like, it's starting to make a comeback, but, like, for a while, like, I felt like the rock kids weren't the cool kids, right? Yeah. I think one of the main reasons for that is a lot of those bands, a lot of these bands nowadays take themselves too seriously. And that's really what it, like, boils down to, like, they're not having fun like they like rock bands were known yeah, just for fun. That was yeah, it. It's all know, it was like, like debauchery and fun. I mean, that's what rock and roll was all about forever. But you're right. Maybe maybe things have changed a you, little bit, huh? You you you'll see like you've probably seen a million of oh sorry you, you'll see like a million of uh photos of just like the new bands. They're all wearing black and they're all their arms folded, like taking themselves too seriously. I'm like, you think you guys you guys are gonna pull into the scene and change things up a little bit, go back to the crazy stuff again? I, it's not even, like, the crazy stuff. It's just, like, don't take yourself too seriously. Like, oh, you're right. You're right. I, that, <laughs> and this, well, and I, I honestly think that would be a nice, if you know. A nice breath of air. Refreshing like, type thing to bring back, right? If you're going to bring something back from the old times, bring back the fun. <laughs> you, fun you know the what I mean? way better. When you have fun. It really shows the music. Zach, I got I to gotta ask you real quick. So is it the parents or do you have older brothers and sisters? Like who's the cool people who let you play drums and and turned you on to all this music so that you 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 got turned on to this early? Yeah, Somebody dad, turned. Yeah, you. My dad liked Bruce Springsteen, and then I listened. Then I uh, saw like a a video of Alice Cooper, and after that I got into more hard rock and I got into I got a whole bunch of stuff, you know. But I, I guess my dad's got me into that, started me off. Yeah. And they let me play the drums all day. Well, that's what I mean. Those are the, that well drummers require to be a good drummer. It takes all kinds of things to happen in your life to be that guy. You got to have cool parents, number one. If, without that, you're done. You don't even get. You don't even get to try, right? You don't get the kit. You don't get. You don't get none of that, right? So you. That's why I said the drummer, you know. And usually the drummer, that's where you practice at his house, usually. So you got to have people who are cool with that part of it. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like it's like there's so many things, and you're and you're 19 years old, dude. You're a, you're a baby to be fucking talking about Keith Moon and the Who and you know like they That's don't. That's my tunes though. But the people music. your age don't even know who the Who is. They know the theme song from that show. What what show is the the? <laughs> yeah, they know that. That's the only song they ever knew by the Who because they don't know. You know they don't yeah. know. Nineteen? They don't know. I have daughters who are in their twenties. They know because they got a dad who makes them know, forces them to know. You must yeah. know this. What about you guys? How about, I mean, we've already heard about your background, but how do you guys get into your music? I mean, like, what, you guys are young, so you started young. 
who, who gets you involved? How did, what gets you interested? Well, guitar uh, hero. <laughs> not so much guitar hero. Just, uh, my, I, my oldest brother, he's, I believe 24. He had a guitar growing up and I was like, you know, always peeking around and I'd steal his little iPod and I'd find like, uh, mostly like alternative 2000s rock and all that. But what I really love, what really inspired me to pick up a guitar, and I'm not, like, a lot of people, I feel like, I kind of used to be embarrassed about it, so that's probably why I feel like a lot of people would be embarrassed about this, but, like, I'm not anymore, so, like... Say it! Say it? (laughs) I I picked up guitar because of Keith Urban. Country music. I wanted to be a country singer, and, like, you know, probably the first Hispanic country singer, but that's besides the point, but... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I highly <laughs> doubt it. Absolutely, yeah. I was like, oh my god, like this is so cool. Like during that whole bro country era, but then it absolutely destroyed me. Even as like a young kid, I found out, you know, Keith Urban doesn't write his songs. You know. Yeah, well. Jake Owen doesn't write his songs. None of those country guys. None of those pop guys. The write real, songs. yeah, the yeah. Pun, the country pop. And and it pissed goodbye. me off. It did. Like as a little kid, I was like, I'm doubt. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? So then, like at the same time, my buddy Cole, he was getting into like uh, a lot of hard rock. He he. <laughs> He saw uh, Supernatural, and he heard the Carry On My Wayward Son. He's like, dude, you need to check this song out. I was like, listen to it. And I was like, that's pretty damn good. So then after that, it was it was a long, long spiral down this oh. rock rabbit hole. Yeah. And so then, did, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and then, uh, Sam, you want to tell your story? Well, you know, real quick, though, what you're going to say is, what's so cool about what your guys and, and the age that you're at, you know, Pat and I are a little older, and... The, the rabbit hole that you're talking about, like you guys discovered something and then you were able to just just go online and go down those rabbit holes and you can hear everything, you know? For us, that when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, wow, how cool that would have been. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know, you know? I don't know if the way where we had to go out and you owned your music, you bought it, you went to record stores, you guys are into buying vinyl, so you kind of get that mm. feel. Like there's a lot of people your age that never feel that feeling of, Going through albums and, and, and the smell of the albums and getting to read all the stuff that's on these albums because you don't get that. CDs, you never really got it. The smell of a new cassette when you open it. Oh, cassette. <laughs> oh, that's weird. That's a, that's yeah. really weird. Now you, the bass. Bass, how, how do you... Uh... See, it's really weird with this group because... Dude, how old are you? I'm 18. Okay. Right. Okay, that's what I thought. So it's it's really weird uh, being a part of this because these two guys are just completely like grounded in just all of the classic shit, right? Right, right, right. And I'm not saying that I'm not, but I will say that I'm definitely more of like when it comes to my own stuff that I'm listening to, like you mentioned Danny Carey and Tool. Yeah. Uh, dude, Tool, Polyphia, like, all of that, like, crazy new shit that's kind of, like, springing up and about. And so there's definitely, like, I don't know, there's an odd clash of common interest that, I don't know, we make it work. (laughs) Well, okay, so now there's the three of you guys right now, Mm -hmm. and you guys actually added a fourth guy. You have Cody Billioni. And he's another guitar player that you guys are going to have. So you're going to have two guitar players. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a dual guitar band. And you're not going to have a front guy. You're going to switch vocals to the bass and guitar. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Cody. Now, you I, you guys mentioned before we even started here, this guy hasn't even played with you guys yet. Nah, so, so so what's what's going on? 
So basically, the idea was, I think it was Sam who started it. He kept saying, like, I got a guy, he wants to play guitar and all this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, here's my thing, okay? Your band is only as strong as your weakest member, right? And the way, and he, he the, what he said was like, was it Isaac? Mm. Re regardless of who it was, I don't remember. But he's like, he's not a better guitar player than you. I was like, no, I want a better guitar player than you. I'm I'm completely fine being our weakest link. If I'm our weakest link, then but you're also the vocal player. It's vocalist. Yeah. So you have another job. It's like you. Well, I'm not a you're good. You both. You guys yeah. both have other jobs too. So I I was like sitting. I was thinking about it, and I was like, if I was if I was the weakest link, then that's perfectly okay with me because using the logic of your band's only as weak, uh, strong as your weakest member, then we have we have a great foundation. So I was thinking, and I'm like. If I were to have another guitar player, it would obviously have to be my friend Cody, because Cody like is insane <laughs> in every in every aspect possible. He's a he's a badass guitar player, most down to earth dude, won't cause any problems. I'm like, I so I started bringing Cody around. I took him to the studio one day, and he hung out with everybody, got along with everybody, and then uh, I've been kind of writing songs with him. I've uh, did it like once or twice, but. He's he's got it. I was worried because like I remember when I was like I have to start writing songs and I, it was such a weird thing to do because all I had ever done was play songs and it was like such a big jump. But he was already over the hurdle. He was ready for the race. He's like, yeah, all right, got these songs ready, got this ready. I was like, damn. Oh, so here he had some stuff already written yeah, that he brought was, to the table yeah, with, with. So bringing him, you also brought some tunes. Yeah, and and, and mm -hmm. they were like good songs, and I was like, damn. So like, like I I was right. Like the yeah, key, yeah. Like uh, to have him in the band is like. Uh, really freeing for me well, that, well what, don't you also think that being the lead singer well, you know you kind of need another guitar player because there's times in songs live where you don't really need you don't really want to be playing this fucking thing you got you got enough going on here and out here that you can't do all that so you have to have that guy here that can play the guitar parts while you're talking to the crowd while you're doing whatever it's, live that's huge it's it's art it's arguable because i i do believe my best form of communication is with my instrument at, at all times that's fine except the problem with that is that the crowd doesn't necessarily agree yeah with you. yeah but so 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 they want they like the you know crowd likes that, inter that, that interaction, that interaction? Yeah. sure they want i mean now listen not every band interacts with the crowd i'll, I'll i'm the first set there's some bands, but that's a totally different Thing you're talking about there you, you know what drove me crazy this is something i ca i cannot stand at all in any way shape or form i was uh i'm not gonna call anybody out because i don't know but i i was out somewhere right and like they they had this big big stage and there was a band playing and like me and cody were there with the objective of we're gonna get places to play like that was our plan we're like we're gonna get all the bars contacts on this strip we're gonna get everybody's contacts that was like our plan so when we came back there was a band playing on the stage so we went up and we're like watching them and everybody's like enjoying it you know they, they got like a pretty good crowd you know they're all sitting down they're all like watching them but like the problem was they just stood there yeah i can't, I can't stand that like why are you just like just yeah. standing there because well, they don't know they don't know how to not just stand there some of them you know yeah. they're nervous too some of them they're just nerves and there's all kinds of reasons why but that's excellent that you noticed that because you don't want to be that band i i i, I can't stand that at you don't want to be that no, band no it's especially when you have somebody like uh like, well, and you're the, trying the original frontman Mick Jagger. He comes out and he and he's he's seducing every single male, female, just in that audience. I'm like, you can't you can't just not go up there, especially after 
Mick Jagger set the ground rules for what you're supposed to do, and you want to stand there and just do nothing. I don't know. How old are you? Me? Yeah. 18 now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to talk about Sam because we, we touched on the other guys a little bit. Yeah. So the bass playing part, right? You decide you're going to pick up the bass, you're gonna, and you're going to play the bass. Now, is this more something of, a, of something? First of all, let me just back this up a little bit. You got it. You guys are both the vocalists in the band, right? Sure. So singing, how did you guys find out? You're, you're 18, 19 years old here. How do you guys know I can sing? And where did you start singing? At what age did you start singing? How does that all least, work? Dude, I'm not going to lie, man. I just started singing Pearl Jam in the shower. And then once I started realizing that I was actually hitting some of the notes, I was like, hey. I can do this. Pearl Jam in the I, shower. I, I cannot stand singing. I hate singing. Really? I do. My my thing is, uh, the whole reason why I'm singing is a, is a sense of authentic like authentication. That's what I want to say. Authentication. Uh, because I love blues music. I take a lot from blues music, and uh, I wouldn't want to falsely represent something. Cause especially like lyrically, it's it's a lot of poetry to- towards a lot of thing uh, that. I write things I've experienced, and I feel like it'd be kind of a disservice if Sam sung it. It'd be, it, it wouldn't be the right representation as an artist for I got you. him to do it. Yeah. I told you, what, I heard you say. So you're, you're, you're you have a, I, 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 I get, I get the vibe from you already. You have a, you have a thing of ownership. You like, you, you, you have a thing where you kind of create something. It's in your head, and. This is just the way it's got to be, guys. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. I like, like this is it. This is it. And and you hear your voice, so it's got to be you singing it. it for, right? For I mean, the most part. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it's pretty much that's the way it is. You're somebody, you're an artist who takes what you create seriously, and it just has to sound like this. This is the way. It is. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying anything, but yeah. that's that's the vibe I get, right? Yeah. That's And and so I want to talk to you. One second. <laughs> but, but when you tell me you don't really like singing, I'm just kind of like, then why? I mean, I, if you have another capable singer, it's just because you hear your voice in that song, so therefore it won't sound right without it? It's it's because what I make is art. Obviously, uh, I, could, I could go in and cover a Freddie King song, for example. I could go in and I could do Going Down. I could have the key, uh, good keys player, great drummer, play it note for note. But what's the what's the point in that if, the, if there's no sense of that this is what I'm doing if that makes any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally, so, totally. So like it's it's an it's is especially uh, with blues music you you kind of like smudge your fingerprint on it a little bit. And when I write something, I I like uh, it's a sense of this is mine. You're free to do whatever you want with it, but for right now because it's something so personal to me i need to convey that emotion rather than sam because sam, sam, sam will probably do amazing job at singing whatever song that i write but i got you no i totally got you i heard yeah, you say <laughs> well sam how do you feel about that what are you saying there you're cool well, with that you're good with that of course you know like i i personally i know i'm capable and i think another big part of it is just the fact that like man Learning a part and learning lyrics to that part is time-consuming. It's all fuck. So he knows lyrics, I don't. So it's just like, <laughs> all right, well, if you know the lyrics, then why don't you just yeah, fucking Yeah, I, totally, I understand like, that. So, but do, do you write lyrics also? Oh, yeah. So you both write lyrics too? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so 
So basically, do you sing what you write? You sing what you write? Is it fair to say that that's pretty much kind of how it rolls? Uh, for, right? for the most, most part. Yeah. We're like, uh, we have a song called Wild One, for example. Uh, I wrote the verses. He wrote the chorus. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So you guys actually collaborated on one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you have one already kind of like that you had tucked away? You're like, hey, I have this thing. I got. Well, yeah, it was a riff I wrote, and I just kind of brought it out. And, uh, you know, yeah. we just kind of compiled everything till it was a song. And I'm like, well, I don't have lyrics. So <laughs> what we used to do at one of our old rehearsal spots is we'd buy a pizza. right? And then that would become what we wrote the lyrics on, right? The pizza oh, box. The, the pizza, pizza box. Uh, and, and, you know, we just both started, like, hammering out lyrics on there and... Before you know it, you know, it's a song. And then we start rehearsing it, and then it's something that we play now. <laughs> so, so as far as writing lyrics goes, did, did, does it seem to have come kind of easy for you guys, or is it something that, like, I mean, you guys are just out of school. Uh, so it's like it's like literally you, you've been doing this, you know, you had to write poetry in school. You had to do it. You just got done with <laughs> yeah, some of this stuff. Yeah. Does that, is that, I mean, or is it something you always did, write poetry, or is this new? Or I mean, lyrics is a whole different thing, man. It's a whole nother. For me, it's definitely new. I don't think it's new for him, though. I'm uh, not going to lie. I, I've been writing poetry for a while. Mm. I kind of took a short break during the mess of COVID and all that. But it, 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 it to me, it is hard to write lyrics about because when I write a song, it's it has a very much deeper meaning, and it's it's kind of it's almost like a struck of inspiration mm. that'll have me sit down and actually see the song to completion. And even at that point, it doesn't even feel like I'm writing a song. It feels more like I'm kind of discovering one, if that makes any sense. Like, this song should have already existed. You know? Like, it, like it's just like... Well, they, they do in your head. That, yeah, you know, you know, that's before, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, they, they actually exist. I tell people that all the time. Yeah. When you write a song, you know, it's there already. It, yeah. oh, it's almost like you've heard it a million times. You know how every part goes. It's weird, actually. Because yeah. nobody else, you can't share that with anybody until you actually flesh this thing out right. in some form. And then you got to take it to other people to really get the whole thing... It's 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 neat. So this is like your guys' kind of like first time doing this as a band. Is that would that be pretty accurate? Like your first time actually writing tunes with somebody else. Well, or have you tried this? Done this before? I will say I've been in and out of like I don't know at this point like five or six different groups. I want to say. Um, writing tunes though, also. Mhm. Yeah. How the hell have you been in that many bands already? When did you start? At 12? It's funny. Yeah. Sometime around then, one of my buddies and I, we were hanging around, you know, listening to our Alice in Chains and, you know, Puddle of Mud and all that good stuff. And he was like, you know what? We should start a band. And this kid's rich, right? He's got guitars laying all over the place. Just six (laughs) strings, right? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, gee, you know. I should play bass, because he already has a bunch of guitars, right? So, you know, for my, what, yeah, I think it was like 13th or 14th birthday, my uncle comes along and drops me a, you know, cheap-ass P bass, and then from there, everything just rolled, you know? Did you take lessons, or did you just, just pick YouTube. it up? YouTube. YouTube everything. YouTube. And right, and, and, and right yeah. off the bat, who were you watching and, and, and like, who was your... Oh, right. The first song I ever learned was Another One Bites the Dust. No kidding. Yeah. That whole bass line just oh, came yeah. off with that. That and then Sunshine Your Love by Cream. So you were learning just, famous bass just, parts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, just, just going that way and then, 
you know, before you know it, hey, you know, you're learning stuff by Muse and you're playing proms. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> Did you? Oh, you, you you were in a band that was doing proms and stuff yes. like that? Yeah, I was in a group called Red Grove. We played uh, we played a couple of different little spring formals and, and school dances and stuff like that. And, and it was pretty cool, you know. And then were you singing other, in that band also? I was not, but uh, next one that came up, I was. And that's when I kind of started um, taking my own ideas that I, uh, had bouncing around and kind of flushing them out to other people. And, um, so where are you guys all from? Where, 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 where part of a men are on the lake? I'm from Perry. Perry, Ohio. It's yeah, all East. Gainesville. Oh, so you guys are all on that Northern border right there, but just yep. up the coast. Mm-hmm. Cool. Quite a long drive. You yeah. Know. Well, you guys aren't, oh, you yeah. guys, and you're not exactly like right next to each other. Yeah. You know, there's, there's space. So how do you guys all. So this is this is the funny part. Yeah, that's right? the official this story. Is, how this is this... how this happened. So, oh my God, I think um five or some something like that, five or six years ago, I met a girl. Right, we started dating. Uh, I think it was a year or two in. He started dating his sister. Her sister. Her, her sister. sister. Yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, and then we broke up, and uh, you know, push comes to shove, and. Yeah, you know, I, I remember bringing my buddy uh, from one of my other bands over to our old rehearsal spot because, you know, he invited me to come play around one of my birthdays, I think. You left out a major part of this story. Yeah, consider the whole major part of it. Was I not there? Because this you, rings you no were, bell. You, yeah. you, you weren't here for this. So basically, uh, sorry, Zach. this was like five or six years ago. I start uh, dating this girl. He's dating the sister. And we were like... We should start a band. So he like takes me over to that rich kid's house, right? And we're all like writing songs. Oh yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so I had a best friend at the time, and he let he 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 feasts his eyes upon his woman, and he decides. Okay. I I need I need to get this woman right, and he like falls heads over heels for her, but I was like close with Sam, and I like started telling the guy, I'm like, listen, if Sam were to beat your ass. I'm not getting involved. I'm like, this is all you. I'm like, I love you both too much. I'm, I'm going to stay out in the middle. The only person I failed to convey that to was this guy, right? Sam. So mm. after X amount of time, right, he gets pissed off because he thinks I'm trying to hook uh, my best well, my best friend at the time up my with ex. his girlfriend. Yeah. So he fired me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he fired So that, that became the whole, like, riff uh, where I've, like, me and him quit talking for a while, but then, like, when I started playing with Zach, I was like, yeah, dude, I, I think I know a bass player, so I texted him up on his birthday, and then we went to our old jam spot. And, uh, yeah, the rest the rest kind of brings us up to here. Mm. Interesting drama. Yeah, a lot of crazy a lot of drama. drama. Yeah, the first time I met Sam, it was at our old, our old uh, rehearsal spot. Mm. It was, like, two guys. It was, me, it was Sam and someone else. Yeah, my buddy Aiden Platt. I think it's, like, Sam is, like, a bit of a show-off and not, like, a bad way, but you can't not notice him. <laughs> I, I get that. So, yeah. well, did you guys... Uh, he has a great range, too. I have to, I have to say that. Our, yesterday, we recorded one of our songs. He does have a great range. I have to say that. A lot he's very good. So much yeah, he's very good. Well, you know... For, okay, okay. So, what you just said... Reminds me of Tricky Dick for some reason, right? Because that band has the front man who plays the bass, mm-hmm. dances. I mean, he's playing. Obviously, they're playing dance music and stuff like that. But right, dude. I mean, like, 
you can't not notice him. You know what I'm saying? You can't not notice that guy. He's a he's a, he's a front man who's playing the bass. Who's that? You just don't see that often. That you just don't. You do, you know usually like you guys were saying, you see a lot of bands when everyone's got an instrument, they stand there and play their instruments right. and do their thing. What else can you do? Mm-hmm. You can't. Not that dude. And and so so what? So what if you're getting noticed? You're easily. You know what I'm saying? That's if you're if you're if I'm the drummer of a band, I want that dude. Get noticed. I want people mm-hmm. looking at that dude. I want everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the guy I want. You're all supposed to be looking at in my band because that's what makes the band go right. I mean, am mm-hmm. I crazy to say that? So you're the artistic one. You're the guy. You're the guy who has the Arguably. seriously artistic-minded guy in the band. Mm-hmm. You're the front guy. You're the guy that's gonna go out there and try to sell a lot of this stuff. And and you're also a, a, another guy. And you're the motor. You're the engine. You drive, you drive the, you drive it, man. You're, they rely on you to keep that fucking song. Just going. It's the way it's supposed to be. That's what I, that's what I'm getting. And a new guy, he hasn't found his niche yet because he hasn't even fucking done anything but write a couple <laughs> right. songs with you. Right. He's a good guy, but it's been like, maybe like a few months, you know. And it all came full circle because where we're going to start rehearsing is... His ex-girlfriend's dad's garage. That we really? Our band had no idea. That's our band. So it's funny, all right? This guy can't do it himself, so I cut his grass, right? So it's just a thing where until we finish up this loft, I asked him. I'm like, hey, Tony, my band needs a rehearsal spot. Can we use your garage? Yeah. So, so you guys are gonna go there temporarily? Is that what you're saying, or is yeah, this something? Most likely, yeah. yeah. You but, guys gotta, you guys gotta do. I mean, especially once you get off this podcast, now we're gonna be putting you out there. You guys gotta mm-hmm. get. You guys. They never told got. me that. This is news to me. <laughs> so you're learning it here, dude. So you'll be. So you're the first one to be learning this, and then everyone else that watches it, you'll be like right with them and that and that. <laughs> so you so. guys, so you guys also have a communication problem. Oh yeah. 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 So so, is there? Listen. Is there some like dislike, like, like I get this weird like tension. I mm. feel tension. There's some tension in the room, and and there's a little tension in there. Like, like I mean, a, I, I, like... I so 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 you guys walked in here with a little bit of tension. It came it, it, mm-hmm. so like when you guys come to something like this, right? You're coming into a podcast. You guys haven't done much of this kind of thing. Right. You guys have been thinking about what you were going to talk about. You've you've thought about all this, yeah. right? Yeah. Of course, you prepared your brains for this, right? But with all this little riffing and rat, little stuff that's been going on, the little riff that's happening, you guys, what what really do you want to talk about? Like, what, what what's really going on here? Because I want to see, listen, I think Pat will agree with me. You guys are three super cool guys. You seem to have your heads right. He's heard you play. You guys can play. So I don't want to see this get fucked up. So let's, let's, let's counsel. Let's counsel. Let's counsel this All thing right, out and so let's let's hash out. So when we leave here today, into a therapy yes, yes, it has. Right, so and, and and I want this one is when you guys walk out here, Doctor Bry has helped somebody today. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for. So yeah. let's talk about it a little bit. I don't know, man. The Come on, is, it's, it's like a. I don't know if it's like the world needs to see this. Whoever like the. 50 people are gonna see that. I'm not sure who's gonna see this. Oh, you better believe it'll be more than 50. It'll be like 85. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is like something that will like they need to see, you know. Like there's like no real problem. It just there's like little things that have happened. Like me and Sam, it just they're brothers. There is like some weird things that happen. You know. And there are times where I'm like, Sam, I really love Sam sometimes. 
So it's love hate. Is that what they call love hate? Is that what it is? But there's times where he'll he'll just do me wrong. I'm like, why do that, Sam? I've done so much for you. you. I've done some bad things too. (laughs) I was about to say it goes both ways. It does go both ways. You know. So so essentially, what it boils this this goes back to when he first joined the band. Okay, their hatred for each other. So basically, when we when we started playing. Zach was the only one who could drive, and he lives in Perry, right? <laughs> and this is where the, this is where this all started. Like when I when I think about, I'll think about this before I go to bed. I'm like, this is where it all fucking started. So basically, Sam was inside like three or four bands at the time, and he didn't yeah. view us as a priority, which is pretty ironic now, because because now he's <laughs> now this yeah, is a priority. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. So basically, uh, he wouldn't answer our calls. So what we, so what me and Zach would have to do was we'd have to drive all the way to his house on the far side of Menor, right, right against the lake. Pick him up, either go inside of his house, like bang on his door until somebody answered, just just to get him out of his house, right? And then we'd have to throw him inside the car, and then we'd have to drive all the way back. And then Sam would not pay for gas money. And then I still to this <laughs> you day, guys are hilarious. like honest, like hold on, hold on, because honestly, still to this day. I don't know what Zach's talking about. Well, that's a lie. Besides the crack, but I think that was your symbols. The crack? He was Who's smoking in... crack. No. Yeah, I was like, what? He he was stealing his mom's not stealing, but he like he was using his mom's car, right? Like his mom's minivan or whatever. Who was doing this? Zach. Yeah. He was driving, so he's like, "You're wasting my mom's gas." And Zach, uh, Sam would apparently have no respect for. His mom's car, so like his amp would just be flying around, breaking shit. <laughs> My mom's car is fucked up. It has a bunch of holes in it. It's like <laughs> from the amp flying that. around, or <laughs> no, it was. It was. Your fun. mom's car is perfectly functional. It's not though. Right. It's there's where are the holes from? But the problem is, it's like I. The problem. There's no there. I guess there's no problem. I yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys. I mean, here's the thing. All this kind of stuff you guys have talked about so far doesn't seem very important. None of it, really. It's all little, right. it's all little stuff that just irritates right. you guys. Yeah, each other, right? it just builds up. Yeah, it's the irritation two of them. type yeah. shit. It's like it's like when you're in a, okay. So first of all, every band we've ever had in here, and I'm talking if you guys ever watched the show, a lot of these mm. guys have been in bands for 30, 40 years. All right, yeah. they all have the same story. This is a marriage. This is a marriage. But you guys don't know nothing yet about marriages, but you guys you guys refer to it as brothers, sister type thing, right? It's like it's like that thing. But it's more like a marriage is what it really is. This is something that you have all these different personalities, you have all these different ideas, all these different everythings, and somehow you gotta create one out of that. And the more people you add to it, the more complex and complicating it gets. It's why you see so many three power trio bands out there, mm-hmm. because it's easier to get along yeah. with three guys. It's like I want to say something real good though. I'm lucky to be in this band for sure. I don't want like we've had some like weird times, but yeah, I'm very happy in this band because Antonio, me and Antonio, we we get along in a, in a great way. We like the same kind of music. He's a lot smarter than me, so I get to like learn stuff, you know. And Sam's his own guy. But you guys are the rhythm section. You guys, you guys are. You know that's the problem. I'm. I'm. That's the only. Pro- it might not be a problem. It actually might be a blessing. Sometimes it works out that way, right? The, uh, uh, some kind of a rift between two guys turns into an artistic blessing somehow. It does. It, it does. It, yeah, it, it you does. know what I mean? It's yeah. like. It's like. But you guys do have to at some point. Yeah, we're, we're people. You guys so, are the so rhythm section. Happens. You guys like, are. You guys are the bass drums. But one thing happens. Yeah. One more thing I have to say. When we play live, and there's times where either Sam or Antonio looks at me, and we lock up during like an improv. 
And that that makes every like problem worth it. It's fun. It just makes the the, the fun that so comes from the that. The problems yeah. are are anything because when we play live and we start improving it, me and Sam lock up me Antonio. Yeah, that that, that nothing's is nothing's better than that. That's what that is what makes this whole entire band thing fun, yeah. man. That kind and of the stuff. The people like that it. see that show saw one thing that no one else ever saw. Yeah, 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 right. Exactly. So it's worth it. And maybe never, and you will never see it again because it's one of those spontaneous exactly. type things right. that all happens. So I don't want to like talk. I don't want to talk about like the bad parts because the well, good parts make it worth it. But you're right. I love that. Said, yeah. I love. I love that you just said that. I really do. I think that's fucking sweet. You just said that because I think therapy is work. Um, what I want to talk about though is the music. You know, yeah. we talked about the band, the guys, you guys, and we kind of got to know you guys a little bit. But let's talk about the music a little bit. So, you guys have some demos out. Mm-hmm. Two demos. Now, what do you when you say demo? How many songs on on each demo? What do you what do you what do you got? Just two songs. So you got four total songs or two total songs? Two, two, two songs. So you've got two singles basically is yeah. what you have out there. And that's and that's um, what are the names of those? Fire in the Wind and Wild One. Wild One. Yeah. And who wrote those songs? Uh, Sam uh, wrote Flower in the Wind. I wrote the music with him, and then Wild One we worked on together. So you guys are collaborating mostly on these tunes, really. Yes, I mean, yes. that's cool. What do you think about these songs? Are you guys going to go into a studio eventually and try to record these? Hey, or? you know... We, you guys are working with Chris DeCole over yes, there at Signal Flow, right? Yes. This is so what is he telling you? What's, what, what's he saying? I mean, he's got to be talking to you guys about what you kind, we kind of mm-hmm. should do here a little bit. He has no, like, negative, you know, input. Who, D- Chris? Chris he, yeah, no, he's, he's... He always tells us, he's like, man, you guys work so fast. Like, that's well, he's he not bullshitting you guys. Time. I can tell you that oh, right yeah. now. He's not, yeah. he's not that... He's not. If he's telling you that, because you guys are doing mm. what you're supposed to be, probably, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um. So what, what what do you think you're gonna do though? I mean, like you have these two singles. Mm-hmm. You got Cody. Yeah. Right. So now Cody's got to you got to get him in in into the the fabric of the band now, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, right. And you got two songs already ready to go. Are you guys ready to start jumping the hair? I mean, you guys were talking about the rehearsal problem. I know that obviously mm-hmm. is a repo- it's, it's a little bit of a problem. Yeah. But it's workable because you guys are writing songs to record them right now. Rehearsing mm-hmm. is not as critical right now as it is right. to rehearse to play live, mm-hmm. because everything's done on a, on a digital software. You're, you're, you could do your guitar, you could do your bass, you could do your mm-hmm. drums, you do them ten thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um. So what what about that? What 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 what's the step there? What's the direction you guys are thinking about going with the music? And and and, and how can we start hearing some of this music? Once you know, like, is there any way to hear anything? Or are you guys gonna? So so the so the mixing on Fire and the Wind is gonna be done, I believe, on Sunday. Oh. Mixing and mastering, yeah. So mm-hmm. he'll have that out, and then from there, I'm probably picturing by the end of that week that song will be out. But as for the direction of the music, it it'll definitely evolve. Especially, like, if you hear songs we've written when we first all got together compared to how we, some of the songs we're cooking up now, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's different. Though. So it's already yeah. progressing. Type, yeah. type, type There's of too much influences, you know, we have, like, rock, we have the, almost like the classical and the old exotica stuff, we have so much. So, with yeah. Sam, too. And it's all coming out? It's all you coming say? out. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the-, the future will be, I don't know, I'm looking forward to it for sure, to see what comes out. Because yeah, we have yeah. so much influences, we might come up with, like, a completely different sound. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what if if I was to say if I was I mean give me an example of what you think you might sound like anybody in is there anybody you might compare yourself to Hopefully and say no one. Well I I get that you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. But has anyone ever said oh this that sounds or one part or anything like that to, just to get an idea of what it 
Oh. Uh, when it when it comes to the stuff I've been writing lately, it's definitely been a little lighter. So, so we so, might we might be crossing into like a Zeppelin three. He's very melodic. Oh, when he plays so you're playing like a lot of clean clean open instruments and stuff like that. Yeah, not a lot of distortion. Not, yeah, like, kind of tone it down a little bit to to. Yeah, m- most of the songs we were recording uh, for the album now is mostly rockers, as far as I'm concerned. It's been really hard edge hitting, but it, I've been kind of taking a step back and really picking up the acoustic guitar, which I learned to play on to begin with, and I've just been writing with that. So from there, we're going to find out really where we stand. On my part, what these guys do with it, beyond me. <laughs> Antonio is very melodic, especially on the, the acoustic mm-hmm. guitar. So I might have to, like, change my style, but that's all right. It's, it's a challenge. You know, it's just so something to learn. It's a new, th- yeah. it's new something to learn. Because his new songs, he shows me, and they're just, like, so different. I'm like, might as well take it and see what we can do with it. Yeah, and, and sometimes it helps you, like, to find, a, a, you know, a, an artist that kind of plays in that, that vein and do a cover tune or do a couple cover tunes yeah. from somebody who does stuff like that already. Yeah, I want to do cover to tunes so get, bad. Well, cover tunes help you learn how to do yeah, things that you right. don't normally do. Right. It takes, takes you out of your box. You know, you're yeah. doing somebody else's creation now, mm. not something that you thought up. So you you might have to you're gonna struggle with things, and you're gonna be like, well, how the fuck did he do that? What's he doing there? And that kind of thing. It teaches you. I mean, guys will tell you all the time. That's when they learn their most stuff playing mm. other people's music. You know, yeah. That's when you really get better. Um, and and, and so changing your style. That's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're still young enough to where, you know, you could probably you'll probably do that ten more times. You know, you'll learn <laughs> new things. You'll probably go through. Have you gone through the jazz thing yet? You know what I mean? Like I, the, yeah. You will. You probably we will. We have a few like <laughs> improv, you know, jazz type stuff, and I love those things. But like, it's hard to record them when they're all in, like when they're jazz or yeah. like reactionary. You react to someone playing one thing, one, you know. Yeah. So, but you guys, but you guys are, are, are rockers, and you're trying. And do you bring most of the melody to the songs? Would you say is that what it, what happens? You guys are more of the rocking rhythm on. On the on the rockin' tunes, you know, I feel I feel more like a rhythm because that he he is just all over the place yeah, great all the time, and I'm like he's insane. So like I can't even, I can't even describe it. So especially when it comes to like Sam, like let's take a wild one for example. You know that we were just talking about that. That was his riff, mm-hmm. and when we play it live, he has no problem just absolutely just. I think if if he was a guitar player, he would be a better guitar player than me. Are you? Do you play guitar? Can you pick up guitar and play it? Mm, I can't play it well. That's uh, a lie. Honestly, I love when you guys do this. It's 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 a thing where it's like I've never really had a functional one just to mess with. You toy around. I've had a bass, so I just play bass. You're a bass player. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Yeah. And, and but but do you do you play with a pick or your fingers? I do both, man. Oh, do you? I'll do I'll do that. I'll do slap, but not for this. Well, the reason I'm asking, do you ever do you ever find that you you play the bass somewhat like a guitar sometimes, like oh, a, like definitely. a lemmy or something? Where, whenever, where? whenever I pick up a pick, that's that's normally uh, that's normally the way that it ends up going, to be honest with you. But um, when it kind of when you jump back into fingers, it kind of locks you into it a little bit more, I would say. And are you guys more of a riffy band, or are you kind of a more of a, a, a open chord type? You know, like, would, how would you describe yourself like that? I would say like definitely riffs. You guys have a lot of definitely. Like catchy riffs. He tries to go after the real mm-hmm. catchy riff. One type thing about Antonio, real fast. So he says, like, and Sam would be better on guitar, but 
Antonio is so good. Like, I was listening to Jimi Hendrix. There's a song on Leisure Leyland called 1983. He, he played this lick that I was like, that's the Antonio lick. You know, <laughs> I've wish, never heard I've never heard Electric Ladyland. So, so I I'm like, I copy. wish Antonio would just have this attitude, like, yeah, I'm the best fucking guitar player in the world. You know, I feel, well, you know, not everybody thinks that way. I, I think Antonio right. finds himself more of an artist. I think he, I think he likes the idea of mm. creating. He does from but, nothing. Yeah. You know, taking this nothing and creating it, and it, for him, it's not nothing because it's already, like I say, it's already here. It's already there. He just yeah. got to figure out how to like. Get it out of here so everyone knows yeah. what he's what's up here, right? I mean, that, that's what You're it comes right. down if to. If only he hurt himself like we do, you know? Yeah. yeah. He, he's so good. Well, he, he, he's also... He's shaking his hair right we're now. We're talking in third person. I love this. He, <laughs> he's, yeah, Antonio's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Seriously, I wish he heard, a, he heard him like we do because he's very good. I think so, I think I think playing like uh, solo wise and very repetitive. I think a lot of things they do is very repetitive. So I won't even bring so a what? song if it's something that... I feel is too repetitive for me. Yeah. You have to capture a moment in something that just won't be repeated. I, I don't think that you realize where your your ideas actually come from half the time. They, um, when we were, when me and Pat would write, Pat would come up with guitar parts, and like a month later, we would hear the song on the radio, and it, it, I would be like, dude, that's the fucking part of our song. Pat would be like, I must have got it from that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even know. You know, he doesn't know, he doesn't, he's heard that riff and somehow it gets put in a bank somewhere up here somewhere and, and all of a sudden you're writing something and and it comes up and now it's yours. I mean, let's just be honest. How many songs do you think today that are being written today are purely original ideas? None. I would say none. I'm going to go with zero. I'm going to go with every single thing now has been done. Somewhere there's only so many patterns and so many notes. You you can only do so many things with so many times, and only so many of them sound good. So yeah. it, it's like it's like you know it's always being redone. I like to think that way. so far it's only been like the tip of the iceberg. You know I like to think that maybe there's something no one's ever found. You know. Are you guys searching for that? Is that what it is? Searching for that's that what lost I'm searching that, for. that un, unheard song? Unheard that's what I'm note. searching for. But I feel like Antonio and Sam would be a, like a great combo to find that sound. Yeah, I think you but guys. Right. I yeah. think you guys stick this thing out, stick this thing through. You guys are super cool dudes. For 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 guys under twenty years old, you're maybe the three coolest fucking guys I've ever met. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, you guys have a, a, a plethora of knowledge about stuff from the sixties and seventies that that people your age don't, which is gonna help you so much through this journey. I mean, seriously. I mean, knowing that stuff and having those roots gonna help you immensely so i really hope it's the best for you guys i really do i think this is this is a a beginning point um we like to see the new guys coming up and hopefully we can launch them off into a decent career but uh mm. all right keep an eye out for the motherless children and uh that's gonna be it for us mm. we're gonna close it up you guys got anything you want to say we love you thank you uh and Pat too. And Pat too. And yeah, Pat. man. Yeah, yeah, don't forget Pat. Yeah, I know. I Zach loves him <laughs> for it's, sure. It's good to do this. My old band never got to this this point, so this is good. All right, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. All right, we're out. We'll see you guys later.